This is a very special episode just for dads or about your dad or the dad of someone you love. Today, we're going to talk about issues that are unique to being the father of an LGBTQ child. We're going to give you some tools that you can use to understand your kids, deepen your relationship with your children, deal with non-affirming friends, family, and those at church. Dads, today, it's just me and you. So bring your fears, bring your hearts. Let's talk. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday? So I call you up and you call me down. Would it be okay? Well, hello again and welcome to the Freed Hearts Podcast. My name is Robert Cottrell and I'm here with, oh my gosh, she's not here. I'm here all by myself. It's just me and you. Why? Because this is a very special episode for dads, dads of LGBTQ kids. So this is for you if you're a dad. This could be about your dad, or this could be about the dad of someone you love. Today, we're going to talk about issues that are unique to being the father of an LGBTQ child and hopefully give some tools that helps you understand your kids, deepen your relationship with them, deal with non-affirming friends, family, and those at church. So dads, it's just me and you today, guys. So Bring your fears, bring your hearts, and let's talk. So whatever your reason is that you're here, if you're a dad, if you're here to understand your dad, if you're here to understand your husband, whatever that reason is, thank you for being here. If you're not a dad, if you're not a dad, this might be a really good episode to share with your dad or with the dad of someone you love. So let me tell you a bit about my story, our story here. 11 years ago, our oldest daughter came out, Annie. And I love her. Nothing will ever change that. Nothing. I stand with her. I defend her. I believe in her. I protect her. If you go to my Facebook page, that's her head on my shoulder. I love her. Maybe you have a gay son or a lesbian daughter or a bisexual transgender or queer child. Maybe that's not what you hoped for, not what you dreamed of. But you know what? I got to tell you that their dreams may be alive and possible for the first time in their life. And there's something beautiful about that. And if you're willing to open yourself up, open your heart, open your box and just take this journey with me. It will impact your life in ways more wonderful than you can imagine. It will lead you into a deeper love for your child and your family, and it will deepen your understanding of God and spirituality. Having a gay child is a gift. It's probably one of the greatest gifts of my life. It has the ability to make us better human beings. You know, I never had a conflict between my love for my daughter and my faith. Those things were never in conflict until my daughter came out. And then all of a sudden, there's this conflict. And I'm like, what? What? Where did that come from? And I knew that the source of that conflict could not be the love I have for my child. That love is pure and holy and God-given and true and right and everything that's good in this world. So the source of that conflict had to be somewhere in my faith beliefs. And that, guys, that is the key moment. That realization is the decision point and probably one of the most important decisions of my life and my child's life. How I, as a parent, react and respond to that will impact both of our lives forever. Now, in that moment, some parents will abandon their child for their faith. We hear about it every day. 25% of all LGBTQ homeless youth became homeless the very same day they came out to their Christian parents. That is indefensible. Some parents will also abandon their, abandon their faith for their child. Now, that might be better, but it's still not the best because what you end up with there, the child knows that, and the parent feels in some way like they have sold their soul, so to speak, for the sake of their child. And that's not good because 
they will never become the kind of advocate and ally that they could be. Because a parent, when you can help them fully reconcile their faith issues, they become a powerful force for change in their churches and schools and communities. And you can't do that if you don't completely reconcile those faith issues. So there's a better way. But to make it, you have to be willing to take a journey. Not understand it, certainly not understand it at every step. Just stay on it. And my relationship, guys, I will tell you, my relationship with my daughter has never been better. My relationship with God has never been deeper. But to get there, I really had to open my box. And we say, when you open your box, all heaven breaks loose. I had to step away from religion and fundamentalism and legalism and things that I used to hold as, as sometimes tenets of, of my faith, anything that's part of a behavior-focused, expectation-driven Christianity. But what happened was the more I stepped away from that, the more I realized that I was stepping into the very life that Jesus taught and showed us. And I learned that unconditional love affirmation and acceptance of my LGBTQ child is actually consistent with a faith that follows Jesus. That was a huge thing for me. I affirmed because of my faith, not in spite of it. Because of Scripture, not in spite of it. Now, your child holds your heart like no other. I know that. And you hold their heart in your hands like no one ever will. What you do, how you react, the words you say will have a greater impact for good or bad, then you know. 57% of transgender youth without supportive parents will attempt suicide. When even one parent is supportive, that number drops to 4%. Let that sink in. Now, I am just a dad. I am just a guy. I'm just a dad. There's nothing special about me. All I did was refuse to abandon my child and refuse to walk away from my faith. I decided to begin a journey and it became a journey of deconstruction, and it was the most beautiful journey that I'm still on uh, of my life. So let's talk about some things here. Susan has have, uh, several private Facebook groups for moms in the Freed Hearts Network, and there are, um, there are thousands of members, and they talk, and they share, and they laugh, and they cry, and, and they, it's amazing. It's just amazing activity in there. And now I also have a private secret group on Facebook for dads, and in that group, again, there are thousands of moms. I got about 300 dads in the group. I asked a question. I said, men, what are the unique issues you face as the dad of a gay child? And there was silence. And so I asked again. And someone said, you know, you've asked twice and no one's responding. And you know what? That is the issue right there. We don't talk about this. We don't want to talk about this. A lot of us have a fix-it mindset. It's how we were raised. We have control issues, and this is something that we can't control. Many of us, because how we were raised, either in Western culture or, or by our own fathers, we are embarrassed by this. It's very much outside of our comfort zone. And maybe speaking up has not been safe. It wasn't safe for me as a kid, as a young man speaking up. Oftentimes, we pay a huge cost. So taking that step to speak up, to speak out, was the hardest for me, and is often the hardest for a lot of dads, but I could not believe the weight that was lifted off my shoulders. And I realized that I was the one missing out. I need you, dads. I need you. And we need each other in this. You know, I was 
20 years, over 20 years in the evangelical church as a leader, as a pastor, as a worship leader. And again, that conflict between the love for my daughter and my faith, that was the key moment. That was a decision. Um, And when I made that decision to go on the journey, something happened. All of a sudden, I realized that we were now the others. We had been othered. And when we came out as affirming parents of a gay child, we were unfriended and shunned. I was told I was driving my family off a, off a cliff and leading my children into hell. And those kind of things and worse are said to us every single day and have been for the past, for the past 11 years. But remember, your story is powerful. It's undeniable. It's our story. It's our journey. We as parents are playing with every dime of real money here. Others who chime in on this are playing with plastic chips. We're talking about our kids here. Now, if you have a gay son, much of the Christian world might question his, quote, manhood, and his opinion of himself will be rooted primarily in his belief of what your opinion is of him. This is just the truth, guys, that our son's opinion of themselves will be rooted primarily in what he believes our opinion is of him. Is he enough? If you have a gay daughter, much of that same thing is true. She'll determine her worthiness in life and how she deserves to be loved based on daddy. Am I good enough? Do I deserve to be loved? If you're the parent of a transgender child, With all the binaries out there, just the binary thinking and the hate, it can make everyday life a challenge. You have the opportunity to build their love for themselves, their love and acceptance of themselves, to be their rock or to add to the chaos. Their discovery of and belief in who they are will depend greatly on what you say and do and your belief in who they are. So there are some core issues that I want to talk about here today uh, and go through with you briefly that... The first is called the outing. When our child comes out, this forces us to set aside what we know and and open up the box. That can be unnerving, especially if we like answers. I don't know if any of you have have some control issues out there, and I know I'm not alone. We want to fix things. It makes us feel weak. And how we respond as dads, that's our choice and our choice alone. We have that power. We control how we respond as a dad. Another core issue that we have to address here is that This is not really about theology. It's not about theology. And this is going to require a shift in thinking. And stay with me here. Press into this and learn. Because as a pastor, as an ordained pastor, we have, both Susan and I are, and we have pressed into this. And the bottom line here is that being gay and consensual same-sex relationships are not sinful. You can find all the details on that and what the Bible does and does not say at the resources tab on freedhearts.org. But whether we love, accept, and affirm another person doesn't depend on whether or not we agree with them. According to St. Augustine, no matter what interpretation of Scripture you arrive at, no matter how clear you think the Bible is being, or how faithful you think you are being to the words on the page, if your interpretation doesn't adhere to the greatest commandment, love the Lord your God, and love your neighbor as yourself, then your interpretation of Scripture is wrong. That's a great thing to remember. That's part of reading Scripture through the lens of love. Another core issue here, it's not about you. I know sometimes we have questions, where did I go wrong? What? This has nothing to do with you guys. This is not a rebellion against you. This is simply who your children are, who your child is. If your expectations lay shattered at your feet, 
They're your expectations. Your dreams for your child may feel gone, but your child's dreams, like I said before, are very much alive. So let God replace your vision for your child with God's vision for your child. The next core issue is you didn't cause this. We search for answers and what what did I do? What went wrong? We, we have guilt, shame, we're afraid, we're, we're angry, we rack our brains, and that is focusing in the wrong place. Your child is who they are. And honestly, it's potentially very dangerous. It is very dangerous to try to force your child to be someone they are not, especially when it comes to this kind of, of, of issue of, of who they are. This is not about I want you to play football instead of instead of do this, or I want you to be a lawyer instead of a, an artist. This is this is who your children are at their very core, and to and to try to force them into something different can be deadly. So another core issue here is to embrace your child. Our kids' biggest fear, really all of our biggest fear, our kids' biggest fear is that they're not good enough. They don't measure up. They don't have it. And it took so much courage for them to tell you with all of that at risk. If we just err on the side of embracing our kids on love, on grace, and let God bring answers that are swirling in your head, that's a great place to start. Be a safe place. Our love and acceptance of our child is about our hearts, not on our kids' worthiness. They deserve to be embraced and loved and accepted as they are. End of story. Another thing to be aware of is that they were terrified to tell you. The risk is real. LGBT kids have been shamed and banished and threatened and beaten and shunned. They are on the streets, turned out by their parents. Issues like uh, self-harm and depression and substance abuse and suicide, the core reason for that is faith-based family rejection. They were terrified to tell you. And they know that once they say it, they can't unsay it. Oh, just kidding. It, and it was terrifying. Now, the following letter comes from a father. Stay with me here. And there's a trigger warning here. So stay with me. And I'll get, we'll get through this. The, the following letter was from a father to his son represents the worst fears of a child who comes out to their dad. The dad writes, James. This is a difficult but necessary letter to write. I hope your telephone call was not to receive my blessing for the degrading of your lifestyle. I have fond memories of our times together, but that is all in the past. Don't expect any further conversations with me. No communications at all. I will not come to visit, nor do I want you in my house. You have made your choice, though wrong it may be. God did not intend for this unnatural lifestyle. If you choose not to attend my funeral, my friends and family will understand. Have a good birthday and a good life. No present exchanges will be accepted. Goodbye dad. That's horrifying. And if you have received anything like that, if you're part of the LGBTQ community, I'm sorry. That reveals everything about the dad and nothing about you. Nothing about you. So on the other hand, sometimes the response is full of love, hope, and acceptance, as in this father's text to his son. The dad said, Nate, I overheard your phone conversation with Mike last night about your plans to come out to me. The only thing I I need you to plan is to bring home orange juice and bread after class. I've known you were gay since you were six. I've loved you since you were born. Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, perhaps you're somewhere in the middle, guys. Uh, Perhaps you're 
you're would you would never write a letter like the first and you would and you're not quite ready to write a send a text to write a letter like the second maybe you're somewhere in the middle so this this next example of a letter can offer a place to start as a response as a response to your child this dad says son first thing i want you to be sure of is that we love you always have always will we are proud of you we admire the young man you've become Thank you for telling us about this part of you. I can only imagine how difficult it was. You already know that homosexuality goes against our beliefs, but we are going to pray to God to help us see this from God's perspective, apart from the culture and the church. I admit we are also concerned for you, mostly because this world can be cruel and we don't want you to be hurt. Know that we will do our best to protect you. I realize that you may be tempted to protect us from family and friends who disagree with homosexuality. We want you to know that you are not to concern yourself with that. That's our job as parents. No matter what, we love you and we would never do anything to hurt you. I love that response, especially the part where he says, but we are going to pray to God to help us see this from God's perspective, apart from the culture and the church. I'm okay with that. That's that's a good place on, on the, that's, that's someone on the journey that's opening up their box and say, God, what do you have to tell me about this? Now, dads, we don't always respond initially the way we wish we had. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of dads will express remorse at words they wish they could take back. You can remember what I said about your words have power. How you respond will, has, just has a huge impact. But hear my heart on this. Your child is grace-giving. They understand what it is to say something in the heat of the moment. They will forgive you. They just need to know that you love them as they are for who they are. Another core issue here is, uh, should I pray the gay away and hope they change? No. Um, This is called conversion therapy or reparative therapy, and it's not therapy at all. And now this, you'll read about this, where this conversion therapy has been banned in this state or in in this country or in this city. I want you to hear something here. That's a little bit misleading. The bans are important for what they can prevent in terms of professional therapists, but especially for raising the issue in in the public uh, psyche. But the vast majority of this this awful conversion therapy is done in protected programs under the religious umbrella, things like troubled teen camps and youth camps. And those things happen every day in every state because of this religious exemption. And we're working on some ways to help change that too, but that's going to take some time. But this effort has been proven to cause horrific conflict and self-loathing and tragic consequences for countless hopeful young people, male and female. It is a nightmare. And you do not, your child does not deserve this. If you get any hint of anything like this, run, run for your child's life, run from this. And guys, we need to set our children free. And we set our children free by realizing that God's got this. Breathe, dads, let go. Look again, let God unfold God's plan for your child and for you. I say to parents sometimes, God's got this, God's got you, God's got your child. Breathe, err on the side of love and trust God with all the rest. And that's hard for us as guys. Again, we want our steps, our to-do list. We don't like being out of control. 
But this, that's why this is such a gift to us, because it will grow us. But err on the side of love and trust God with everything else. Um, a little aside here that sometimes I'll hear from a, a mom or dad who will say, I'm concerned because my child has walked away from their faith. They're turning away from God. I've never seen it that way. I, I've always, from the first time anyone ever said that to me, I've always heard that as, yeah, but you know what? They're actually walking away from a, um, a picture, a false image of God as this condemning, rejecting, shaming um, thing, deity, uh, and they're walking towards the truth. And the God they may be rejecting deserves to be rejected. But uh, don't worry about that. Again, trust God with this. I think your kids are walking towards the truth. It's their journey too, and you can trust God with all of that. Um, Another thing I want to talk about is ignoring the naysayers. You're going to hear from this when we, again, we were shunned and condemned and rejected and, and cut off when we came out as affirming parents. And and we we hear every day, I've gotten much better at not getting into the debates. You have to remember not to debate people who are committed to misunderstanding you. That is toxic for you, but I've gotten better at not getting into those arguments online. Um, I usually say something and then point them in the right direction for the resource that we have developed. And feel free to use our resources. We have a lot of links that address all of the all of these clobber passages, the Old and New Testament, all of these issues. There are links to all of this on our website, freedhearts.org, and just click on the resources tab. But but ignore the naysayers as much as you can. Your relationship with friends, so-called friends and other family members, honestly, is less important than your relationship with your child. So get, get plugged in, um, get some support out there, learn, get resources, and kind of point people and then just walk away. And don't forget, you're not alone in this. You're not alone. And bear your child's burdens. This is, as we've said, the kids were terrified to say something. They know, they've heard what we've been taught. They know what we believed. Uh, they may struggle with a lot of internalized homophobia because of what they have been taught and have heard in church. This is a hard challenge for them. This is a hard challenge. Come alongside them. Help lift those burdens. They're always coming out. It's always a risk every time they do it. Even into late adulthood, it's always a risk. And there's a lot of fear. Don't press them for answers. Get comfortable with not knowing right now. Don't press them for answers. Lift their burdens, don't add to their burdens, and let them know that you've got their back, that they're not alone. And this is not new to your kids. By the time they've come out to us, they've been likely dealing with this for a long time, usually alone and in fear for years. And they know more about all of this than we do. Don't ask things like, are you sure? Ask, when did you know? But it's our burden to wrestle through this. Don't put that burden on them. Thank them for including you, for telling you, Stand behind them in support, walk with them on the journey of coming out, and maybe even stand in front of them to take some of the attack that will certainly come their way from family and friends and church. And guys, finally, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to need help. Like I said at the beginning, the most unique issue as far as dads versus moms is that we don't talk. We don't talk. There are 300 dads in my dad's group and thousands and thousands of moms in the mom's groups. And it's a huge mistake for us not to talk to each other. It's like that band of brothers. It will take a lot for us to step out 
and be vulnerable and show emotions and get help. It, it is worth it. One note of caution, make sure that the help you get is the right help. And the way to tell is that anything that even hints at your child needing to be fixed or healed or transformed or anything like that is not the right help. And it can be deadly. If I can help you sort through that, please do reach out to me. And overall, please do reach out to me. It's robert at freedhearts.org. I'll I'll say this again at the end, but I'd love to get you connected in our dad's group. And um, I'll I'll walk with you on this journey. We can chat about stuff. You can just call me and vent. and, And so I will go with you on this. So, all right, dads, I want you to breathe for a minute here. Seriously, breathe, and I just want to share some things with you. I want to tell you about your child. Your child is lesbian or gay or bisexual or transgender or queer or intersex, but that's not all. (laughs) That's not all. Dads, your kids are so much more. Your child is courageous to follow their heart in the face of incredible condemnation. Your child is daring to be who they are in the face of fear. Your child is brave to tell you the truth in the face of possible rejection. Your child is strong to stand on the truth of their heart. Your child is dependent on God to care for their lives, but independent enough not to cower down to pressure from society or the culture. Your child has a deep desire to love and be loved in a world that has devalued love. Your child is an original in a world of phonies and posers who hide who they are. Your child is strong enough to be authentic. Your child is honest and desires to live life as the person God created them to be. And dads, your child is an inspiration to their friends and an inspiration to me. And they can be an inspiration to you as well. Be proud, dads. Rejoice. You've done a great job. If your child has come out to you, they're all these things. They're courageous and daring and brave and strong and dependent and independent and authentic and original and honest. And they are an inspiration. You've done a great job, Dad. You've raised a great kid. Please connect with me, robert at freedhearts.org. And I will go on this journey with you, get you plugged in, and get you some resources that you need need and can use. And again, if you're not a dad, please do consider sharing this particular episode with your dad or with the dad of someone you love. Your child is beloved. You are beloved. I love you. Talk to you next time. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday? So I call you up and you call me down. Would it be okay? You've been listening to the Freed Hearts Podcast. We have extensive resources and vibrant community for you at www freedhearts.org just come say hello and if you have questions or issues or comments about the podcast things you'd like us to talk about reach out to us at podcast at freedhearts.org the music is provided by hannah cottrell our daughter the grammy nominated saint sinner and you can find out more about her at hey saint 
www.thinkingdogs.com. Please share this, subscribe, and follow on your favorite platform. And thanks for listening.